Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. From B105 in Cincinnati, it's the Jesse and Anna podcast. It is February 1st, and people are calling February Frugal February. And it's basically like, you know what? We had uh, dry January, tried to cut back on the alcohol. Okay. And now it's February, and it rhymes. There's an F. There's two Fs, so we'll call it Frugal February. But here's what's hilarious. In January, Anna's like, I'm just going to continue drinking, but I am (laughs) going to be super frugal, and I'm going to save a 1000 bucks, which you did. I kind of just skipped ahead. Right. Like, "Eh, dry January. (laughs) Sure, that's what you did. So, (laughs) But anyway, you did learn, and you told me part of what got you to saving $1,000 and getting you to that goal was not only budgeting, but it was to be aware of just purchases and whether you can buy something that's maybe a little less expensive. Yeah. And so there's things that you can do to be frugal. So I'm just wondering, like, is there something in your life that you would say it's kind of a funny way that you spend money or a weird, cheap way? Okay. Are you cheap in any way? I, I Believe it or not, I am cheap in some ways. This is not something I picked up while trying to save $1,000. This is something I, I've done for a long time now. Cotton balls. I split them in half. Oh, my. So every time I use a cotton ball, I split it in half and only use one half. That way it's it's kind of like I'm doubling the bag of cotton balls. You're, They're not even that expensive, but it goes a long no, way. I get that. Because I use cotton balls every day, sometimes multiple times. I use a lot of cotton balls. So why, why are you? Well, I have to say, I was like, you could do it with Q-tips. And you're like, I just use one end of the Q-tip every day. No. And the next day I go to the other end. Do you, can I no. tell you something I do? Okay, let's I've hear. never admitted this to anybody. Sometimes I take the trash bag. Let's say I've got the I got to take the trash out, and it's kind of full, or it's getting a little full. I take my trash can from the kitchen. Yeah. I go outside, and I with the bag <gasps> still in, just dump the trash in a bigger bag, and then come back, and I have a, the same trash bag, Ew! just empty. My last jo- at a place I worked before, they did that. They would do that. And I come in and I'm like, ew, <laughs> this trash bag is dirty, ew. though. All that right. is sick. What's the thing you do to save money? I mean, how cheap can you be, really? I do my trash bag and leave it in there and then put from corner to corner a grocery bag and just fill that up every day or every two days and throw that out so my good trash bag never gets dirty. Oh, my gosh. So this is hilarious. Uh, I have always used the grocery bags as trash bags in my little garbage cans. Mm-hmm. Until recently, I went full bougie and I actually bought small trash bags. And I feel like I'm rich. I mean, who has that? Me. Not, not... I do, too. You buy small? I've heard, I started buying them last year. Oh, my I was like, I'm gosh. better than this. I literally feel like I'm I'm like, no. I'm better than everyone uh-uh. now. I have. No. Like... I just purchased my second roll <laughs> of like, uh, what would that be like? Four gallon trash bags. Yeah, that's they hilarious. are. They're one size bigger, but they than, just look nicer. Yeah, they're they one look- size bigger than my poop bags for Jackson. What about you? Well, it's not me necessarily, but this made me think of my husband's grandfather. Um, he's a very well-off man. God rest his soul. He's no longer with us. Um, but you know, like the sticky mouse traps. Yes. That people have. Yes. Yeah. Um, if a mouse would stick to one of those traps, he would just 
cut their feet off <gasps> and reuse it no. um, for the next time. I know. Uh, it's awful. Oh, um, no. Yeah. Yeah, I cannot. I my my. Okay, I'm turns sure. out my cheapness does have boundaries. Oh. Can't do it. Can't do it. Won't do it. Mm-mm. I want yes. fresh glue. Oh, oh my gosh! I'm like traumatized. Thanks for calling. Yep, all right. Me too. Yep. Thank you. Bye. All, right, all right. Let's change the subject. Something super embarrassing happened between me and my sister-in-law last night over text. Oh boy. I uh, you know, we took that picture of me here in the uh, B105 studio yesterday of. Me with my pants, and when I get out of the chair, my pants get all hiked up. Yeah. It looks like I have high waters on. Right. And we posted a photo on our, at Jesse and a B105 on Instagram. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not going to say it's a flattering photo, but it is what it is. Well, what most people don't know, except for you, is that we had another group of photos that we took five minutes prior mm-hmm. that we could not use. Yeah. Because the pants were just a little bunched up higher up. And uh, they were emphasizing some things. Emphasizing. And I'm like, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm confident, but mm -mm, I'm not rusty tack today. So we're going to have to figure that out. So we ended up, you know, posting a different one. So last night, she, my sister in law, my identical twins' wife, Saw that we had posted that photo, and she's like, it's all about the angles for me, LOL. Like, yeah. like I look all serious, and it's Posing. from the ground up, and blah, blah, blah. And I said, if you only knew the other photos that we took, LOL. And I decided I was going to send her one of the originals, but I was going to censor it. I was okay. going to cover up my crotch area. Yeah. <laughs> and I just figured out this new thing on the iPhone called stickers. It's not anything yeah. new, but you can drag a sticker right out of the top of any picture, text message, and it covers whatever up. Yeah. The problem is the moment you tap on the photo, the sticker disappears and it goes full screen oh. and you can see everything. And I'm like, ah, she, and so she saw it. She saw it. And I'm like, and she just, which is all those like skulls, like I'm dying. She goes, Jess, yeah. I'm dying. This has to go on the air. <laughs> yeah. She knows how radio works. And okay. I'm, I'm like, oh my God, that's, I know, maybe it's not that big of a deal. No, you're so embarrassed. But what I'm sitting here thinking is like, Jesse, I was the one who took those photos. How do you think I felt? Like you sent these by accident to your sister in law oh, or whatever. Fair point. But I was the co worker sitting in here taking them. And That's what a fair point. you're not pointing out is that I had to originally bring it up because you're like, how, do the, how does the photo look? And I was like, well, <laughs> I don't, you know, you're I don't not- want to say. Like knuckles, yeah. but you know what well, I mean. You did. Well, so there, there we go. Knuckles. And I said it, and I, I had to bring that to your attention. I know, and, and I appreciate you, it. Trust me, well, I would have known the moment I looked at that photo. I mean, it was just like, oh yeah, man, there's well, no getting around that. And so, yeah, so sorry about okay, that. Well, but you are my co-host, and it's. I mean, Gosh, we're close, but... <laughs> this is the moment where I almost be like, you're kind of like a sister to me, but that also feels a little weird. So I really don't know. How well, I could describe our relationship. Yeah. But, uh, people on, please, do not wife. fill in the blanks. People are going, oh, I, I know. know what your relationship is. It's yeah. a match made in heaven. No, no it's she, not that. Anna just takes good photos. <laughs> no. <laughs> I also alert you when they're not yeah, good. Yeah, I appreciate that. So, Thank you so um, much. I guess we all feel awkward. We're all embarrassed together. Oh, man. All right.
It's not your fault. That photo's not going anywhere else, (laughs) by the way. I'm not sending it to anybody. Uh, If you want to see that original, though, it's at jessianab105 on Instagram. Follow us there. I was having a conversation with one of my best friends. I've known her for years the other day, and I I don't really know how it came up, but I said, listen, you can be honest with me. And she's like, Anna? You are really selfish Whoa. sometimes. And we have, like I said, I've known her for years. We have the kind of relationship where you can be, she's like a sister. You can be brutally honest mm-hmm. and and it is what it is. She said that the reason I am so selfish is that I'm always worried about how can Anna have the most fun? What, you know, what do I need to do so that I have the most fun? And even if, oh, maybe there's something more important over here. Anna doesn't care because Anna wants to go and live it up. So important means, you know, it might mean a lot to the people if you show up because they invited you, but you found something better, more enjoyable to do, and you're like, YOLO! Yes, that is exactly... So here's a good example, and this is going to make me sound terrible, but I'm I'm being honest right now, so uh, whatever. Uh, Let's say a friend's child is having a birthday party. Oh, gosh. All right. Now, hold on. It's not a big birthday party, but it's just like, you know, every year, like, they're having a birthday party. It's something small. Uh And then I find out that there is this amazing concert going on. I might have to say, listen, I don't know if I'm going to make it to Bub's birthday party because there's a really great concert that's a a once-in-a-lifetime thing. I have a lot of FOMO. I have this fear of missing out. No. And yeah. I and I often think like, okay, well, I would want my friend to go and do the really cool thing. I would want my friend to go live their life. And if they if that meant they were canceling on me for my whatever, I'd be okay with that. So go ahead. I can tell I've you rendered, something to say. I've rendered my decision. Oh, what is it's the people's court? What? <laughs> Let's talk about this. Okay, here's the problem. Here's the mistake. Trying to be serious. You are flaking on people. You flake. Oh, you're trying to be serious. Yeah. Okay. All no. right. Well, let's put it right here on the radio show. Perfect. Um, All right. But anyway, no, here's the thing. You commit to these people. You say, yes, I will be there. Um, there's a difference between you and I. I pretty much just tell people no if I don't want to go. And But if I say yes to something... Uh, and something better comes along, unless I have an amazing excuse or unless I am directly honest with that person. I'm like, listen, I know that I said I would do this thing with you, but listen, my favorite artist ever is coming to town and uh, I'm, they're retiring this year and I may never get to see them. Would you hate me if I couldn't make it? That, I think, in my opinion, would be different because you're owning up to it like I know I said I would do it. What sounds to me, what okay. like happens okay. is you don't do that. You just go, well, something better came along. Uh, Too bad, so sad. YOLO, you should have planned something more fun for me to do. No, no, hold on. I don't, I mean, I don't word it that way. I know, but that is, but that might, that's how they take it. Have you ever had somebody that flakes out on you a lot? And you're like, why do you flake? Oh, then you find out that they went out and did this thing. It drives you nuts. It's like frustrating. It's like, oh, wow, I guess I'm not good enough for you. No, just you, I I think you're being, Maybe I'm wrong. You're being too nice and you're saying yes to everything. You need to very much think about that. But um, being reliable and dependable is a big, big, great character trait. Yeah. And uh, it kind of. The thing is, I don't notice that from you. You don't do that to me. And if you did, I would call you out. Well, you never want to hang out. Correct. (laughs) That's why we don't don't even get to that point. I think, I don't know, but don't you feel like as a good friend, you would want 
your other friends to go and do the cool things. I guess that's how I'm. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, but they want to hang out with you, and they invited you to hang out, and you said yes. <sighs> no, no, but I don't know. Maybe I mean, if you asked them, yeah. maybe they would say yes. Yeah, go see. Uh, whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Go do it. So 513-749-B105, because my opinion is not the only one we need to hear. Uh, And what do you think? Is Anna a selfish friend? Wow. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. I mean, I need honesty. I'm okay with honesty. I'm being honest right now about how I feel. So, all All right. right. Sam, what do you think? Yes, I think she is. Okay. And what it like, why do you feel that way? So ultimately, these people are inviting you to hang out because that is something that's important to them. And you are taking it upon yourself to pick and choose what you think is the most important thing to attend at that point. I think Jesse's being a little nice by saying that you are saying yes to too many things. I think ultimately you're just you're just picking and choosing where you want to spend your time, which I think in the heart of it is ultimately kind of hurtful to the friends that you already agreed to spend time with. Okay. I mean, yeah, I see, I see where you guys are coming from. I'm, I just am trying to have the most fun possible. I'm not thinking about like other people's feelings, I guess. I would agree with that. That sounds exactly like what you're doing. Yeah. Thanks for calling, Sam. So I would just say this. Like, yeah. if you if something does come up, I think friends would understand. So, but you got to say something. You can't just be like, they'll be cool with it. No, if it's a big enough deal, they'll know it's a big deal. You say, hey, I know I agreed to be at Bub's birthday party. Yeah, that was an example, by I the know, way. I know, but, but I'm just okay. saying. And, yeah. and, and by the way, you have to be prepared for them to say no. I don't know. Saying it out loud. It sounds silly, but saying it out loud. Okay. I see where you guys are coming from. It sounds like I have apologies as, to make. As John Mayer said, sometimes you just got to say what you need to say. You know what I'm saying? Ooh, yeah, sure. All right. <laughs> Jesse and Anna's Truth Jar. Okay, we got our little mason jar filled with questions. We take the lid off. A couple hundred questions in here, I'd say. We pull mm-hmm. out a question. We take turns. And it's Anna's turn to answer a question on the Truth Jar. Okay. Here you go, Anna. What is a fear that you have in your everyday life? Um... Like could it, it could be like a ridic- kind of a ridiculous sort of fear, I guess. Um, it would be like, um, yeah, like okay. your car. You're gonna crash your car, or okay, okay. Uh, something like that. Uh, yes, because I do. Okay, so I have this ridiculous fear about things catching on fire. I've never had like we. I never had a house fire growing up or anything like that. But ever since I was a child, I'm terrified that there is going to be a fire. So much so that in the middle of the night, sometimes I have a gas stove uh-huh. and it has that little pilot light when you turn it on. So it's literally a small flame almost uh-huh. when you turn it on. Sometimes in the middle of the night, I wake up and I'm like, oh my gosh, the oven. And I will go and check the oven, wake from my sleep and go check the oven just to make sure that everything is turned off because I'm so afraid that, oh, there's going to be a fire. I just have this weird thing. Sometimes in the middle of the night as a child too, I'd wake up and I'd be like, go down to my mom. I'm really afraid there's going to be a fire. I have weird things with the dryer and checking the lint, uh, yeah. the lint cage thing, because mm-hmm. I've heard that that can cause fires if you don't clean it out well enough. Uh-huh. So I have this like obsession with checking that. It's just fires. Anything that could possibly cause a fire, candles, I don't like to leave them lit too often. And if I do, I put it on a space where there is nothing else yes. around and I'm constantly going back to look like, is the flame still there? Is it okay? 
And it's just this thing about fires. Is I that- do this. I don't think of it just quite like that, but I guess for the same reason. My dad was a fireman for 20 years. Okay. And so, like, whenever I leave, I'm pretty good about unplugging things. Like, space heaters never stay plugged yeah. in. Not even, even if they're turned off. Yes. I have a heated mattress pad. I unplug that. Um, I don't ever put pieces of paper on my stove ever. Even on the counter, they got to be far enough away from the burners. Yeah. Um, I will say, I did one time on an old dryer I had, so I don't run the dryer if I'm gone ever. Yes, anymore. I have a thing with ever. that too. I won't. You're not do supposed that. to. Yeah. And one time I had an old dryer, and I was like, "Eh, it's be fine. It's got out of timer." And I came home, and I had been gone for like 12 hours at work, and it was still going. <gasps> See, and that's exactly why, and that could have caused a fire. Yep. I dated a guy in high school who they didn't clean out their lint. Uh, their lint trap, and it did. It caused a house fire for them. So I have little things like that, but it sounds like you're sort of the same way. Yeah. I just, just, uh, yeah. Well, I'm super careful. Yeah. Constant fear of fire. You just hear all these stories. And I guess that's, and that's the one that gets me. Also, carbon monoxide is a whole thing for me. And it's like, oh, I gotta get my (laughs) new batteries and all that. Yeah. It's scary. That's a legitimate fear. I get that. Mm -hmm. And I am a man, right? Like, we Uh, confirm that I'm a man. So we thought. So we thought. So, we posted this picture last night on our, I don't know, Instagram, Facebook, and it's a picture of me with a pair of jeans on, and all I wrote was, I really need pants that don't do this when I stand up. And what's happening is when I stand up out of the chair, they kind of hike up around my calves down below, and it yeah. looks like high waters. Yeah. And uh, Anna saw it. She's like, you waiting on a flood? Where's the flood, Jesse? <laughs> uh, no, but they're nice jeans. They just, I feel like that's what a lot of pants do they hike up when you sit down and i guess they're technically skinny jeans and yeah. but i don't i don't think i'd walk around here and people like jesse's getting ready to like be a rock star or anything it's not like anything like they're that not, no they're not super tight they're just fitted but some of these comments let me just read because people are questioning my manhood mm-hmm. let me just read you i think there's more on our b105 facebook page but uh somebody said ask anna to take you shopping with the thousand dollars you helped her save well somebody said stop wearing skinny straight jeans another said shop in the men's section and then are those anna's jeans so, yeah. and then on the B page, I think it's even worse. It's, yeah, there like, were even more. I mean, this guy said, well, buddy, you need to shop in the men's section. Leave them girl pants alone. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, there's even there's even women on here. Like, maybe you should try wearing some real man jeans. Man jeans. Go get you some leave, Wranglers. Leave the skinny jeans to the ladies. Uh, I actually disagree with all of these comments. I think that skinny jeans, fitted jeans on men are the style now and I think that they look good. In fact, those pair the pair of pants that you wore yesterday are one of my favorite pairs of pants that you wear, not to be weird. Um I think they look really nice on you. So Oh, thanks. And a lot of your pants are that same fit, correct? They're, yeah, but they're they're not like I'm not having to do that thing where I jump up and down and jump into my pants. Sure, but they're not but they are they're Fitted is the way yeah. I would say it. Yeah. So I'd like to know, because another person on there is like, get your pair like George Strait would wear, because you got a little bit more room for the goods. And I'm like, listen, I well, have a pair of Wranglers. Yeah. I wore them at the Blink Parade. And let me tell you, they are snug as well. Yeah. <laughs> Just ask people. Just, so what we're working with here. So what's, uh, I'd like to know, what is your definition of a man? Jesse, I don't think that uh, people were complaining when you were wearing that American flag Speedo. Oh, boy, yeah. Thank you. Exactly. And that was pretty fitted. It was the most so, fitted. There's yeah, nothing man. to complain about, you know? 
I know. It's like what? Because they're not loose jeans. I don't have a hammer loop. Like, like, you know what I'm saying? Well, here's your tool belt, yeah, Jesse. Yeah. Hey, hey, thanks for calling. What's your name? Brandon. Thank you, Brandon. Having said that, I can't see my dad wearing jeans like this, and that's fine. Well, there are you different know? styles of jeans. If you prefer baggy jeans, wear baggy jeans. If you like the fitted ones, wear yeah. the fitted ones. If you are a man, then you're a man. If you're a man. I, I would like, like to speak to somebody that has the opposite opinion on this. So if you think I'm really coming up short in the man department. Yeah. Sir, what is your definition of uh, a man? Definition of a man is one that's responsible for the lives of others, and they live up to that responsibility. If you're doing that, you wear whatever you want. Uh, Anna, how yeah, am I doing? I, yeah, I don't think I could have said it better than that. There you go. Jess, how do you feel? How, what do you think, Jesse? Do you live up to that? I know that's a lot of pressure. I pulled that fire alarm the other day and ran okay. away. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> okay. So it's looking like he does so, have work to do. Okay. <laughs> All right, sir. I have a lot to work uh, work to live up to that definition, but I appreciate your honesty. <laughs> All right, man. Thank you, buddy. I feel better. Do you? Yeah. I do. You? I just, just a little affirmation mm-hmm. from my go. friends. Thanks for calling, everyone. And I tried to be cheap on a date I have coming up this weekend, and it backfired on me completely didn't work out at all. So uh, I've been seeing this guy for a little while and the first few dates, he's paid for all of them and and taken me out. And I'm like, you know what? Next date, it's on me. Mm -hmm. I'll plan something. I'll pay for it, whatever. So I came up with the idea of the art museum because it's totally free. Free admission. (laughs) But I didn't tell him that. I mean, maybe he knows. But I'm like, yeah, how about this Saturday we can go to the art museum? And he's like, that sounds cool, but I've never been to the the Cincinnati, like, uh, oh, Union Terminal, museum that museum. Yeah, and he was like, "I'd really like to go there." So I got oh. suckered into that. I couldn't. What do I say? No, not this week. Maybe next time. Ah, listen, those tickets are a bit steep. Yeah, I didn't want to say all Man, that. So have you seen the price? I agree. They're to not. It. I mean, they're listen. I've been there. You see a lot at the museum center. Um, they're not bad. I mean, I'm looking at it, and then you add in the Omnimax because that's my favorite part, and I don't go to the museum without going to the Omnimax. Really? And, yeah. Are you serious? I love the Omnimax. I don't know if I've been to the one. I, the like, I will go to the museum just to go to the Omnimax. I love it's your so obsession cool. with the Omnimax is it's, out of left field. It's a whole thing, and they have the dinosaurs of Antarctica. Whatever. All right. That's my part. So I'm looking up tickets, and it's not that bad. But when you go from zero dollars to like eh, 60, 70 bucks. This is so funny. Do you know what's funny about this is I am, I'm the one that convinced you in the month of January to save $1,000 to get your finances in order to put out that dumpster fire of finances. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, and I live life through this filter of frugality and is that the smartest money decision? Can I save more money? Yeah. But man, when it comes to dating, for whatever reason, that goes completely out the window. And I'm just like... All right. Yep. I'll pay for that. And I'm cool with it. I'm cool with paying. Yeah. Like, oh, that's, you know, you go to some fancy places with drinks and everything. I mean, it's like 150 bucks. And I'm like, for sure. All right. Well, I mean, I want to because I feel like I'm providing. That's where you're willing to blow your money is dates. A little bit. Like, I, it doesn't. I mean, eventually the person, you know, if they're just like, hey, you know, let me cover some of that or let me pay for the tip or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, I made a joke uh, with a girl I had been dating. And I said, <laughs> I don't remember how it came up, but I'm like, I was like, if I was a real cheap, I would have gone to Kroger and got a four times fuel points for this place. <laughs> I was like, because yeah, there are four like- times fuel points. And I'm like, I couldn't bring myself to do that because that looks so 
weird? And she goes, I wouldn't have questioned that. Yeah. who? I'm like, is there a ring on this finger? Excuse me. No. Then we're making the dates cheap. I'm not going <laughs> to so sit I'm here. I'm not paying for that. I will not question you trying to save money. I will okay. never talk you out of that. But it is funny that I'm the opposite in that department. So in Jesse's that. big balling when it comes to ball, taking man. girls out on That's dates. Like, yeah, okay. I guess. Almost like 90% of people say that they have named a pet after an athlete or they plan to at some point. Okay. And uh, you have no pets, but you have had pets. Yeah, growing up, uh, both of our dogs weren't named after athletes, but both of the dogs I've had with my parents, uh, they were named after characters from movies. So there was this movie called, no one is going to know what this movie was, but it was called Chestnut. And it was literally about a dog or to this dog that was a German Shepherd and these two girls and, you know, they loved their dog. Uh-huh. And when we got a dog, we named her Chestnut. That's a good We name. called her Chessie. And it was like, and she was part German Shepherd and we had this special connection. It was a whole thing but that I think only really my family would understand, but it was special to us. And then the dog they have now is Margot. Named after Margot on Despicable Me. Oh, there you're going to say from uh, Christmas Vacation. No. <laughs> no <laughs> of course Margo. it's from Despicable Me. <laughs> uh, we so. had a dog named Gizmo, named after the uh, the cuddly, adorable uh, gremlin in the yeah. movie Gremlins. Okay. Gizmo, he was a Yorkshire Terrier. Ah, uh, that makes sense. Uh, I, to this day, have a dog named Jackson, who was named after... Yeah. And why didn't I put this together? Michael Jackson. Um, I know your obsession, but I had I never put that together. What's funny is I've had Jackson for seven years now, and I would say that three people have made that connection. Really? Three people. Michael Jackson, I know we're on a country station, but I was yeah. l- literally just talking to Ann about this. My brother, Joey, and I were huge fans of him from like age three on. And just all, you know, who wasn't? Like all these songs, yeah. Thriller, and it's just... All that. Yeah. Loved his music. And then uh, I always thought to myself, if I ever get a dog and he's a, he's a boy, I'm just going to name him Jackson because that feels like a good dog name. And it's my little, like, tribute to, like, one of my favorite artists of all time. Michael, okay. But nobody ever yeah. figured it out. Well, if you, if his, if you called him MJ or something, maybe. That's true. That would be a dog name. That's or, true. Or Michael. My- <laughs> That'd Michael. be hilarious, a dog named Michael. But I was a Michael. <laughs> I was talking to high pitch. Is that like, what you say to Jackson? Jackson. No, no, I don't. Okay. Weird no. stuff you do to your dog. All right. Yeah, I do every now and then. I saw TikTok videos where people film themselves talking to their pet like they're an actual human being, not like in pet voice, but like, but did you have a good day today? Like, what'd you do? Yeah. And when I do that, he looks at me like, what are you doing? <laughs> so that I do do. <laughs> I'll film that. Yeah, do that. For your uh, viewing pleasure. Man, the pictures... Of the Duke Energy substation in Anderson last night. That's, um, Uh um, that caught fire. Yeah. Are, it looks like, um, like War of the Worlds. Like, it's like green, it almost looks like green lightning, flashing, strobing lights. Yeah, kind of like Stranger Things. You could see it all the way downtown. Yeah, they had the TV cameras. Yeah. The Big Dave show had, um, Sally Thielen from Duke Energy earlier on the show today, and they were talking about what it was. It wasn't an explosion, but it was a fire, and they asked her. They were like, what caused this? You know, people probably don't realize this, but we have issues on our system due to animals. So uh, it's usually unfortunate for the animal involved, but I've seen things like uh, snakes, you know, squirrels, birds, you name it. Um, If it gets into the substation, which, you know, certainly they could get through a fence, under a fence, over a fence, 
So I guess that's it. An animal gets over the fence and then... Comes in contact with something that they're not supposed to. Like... Oh, my gosh. I mean, I don't know. Like, yeah. There's, like, squirrels are living a life of risk because I've seen yeah. squirrels go <laughs> running along. They run along power lines. Yeah. But my dad, who was a phone telephone repairman for years and would climb fire, climb um, telephone poles, like, literally... Right. He'd be like, it's all about whether you're like grounded or touching the ground. So if you can, you know, sometimes if you touch a certain wire, you're fine. But the moment you touch something that is, uh, I believe, attached to the ground, it's it's not good. It's not good for the squirrel. Oh, so that so, they they don't do that though. That's how they avoid it. And so that's kind of what happened at the uh, substation. I'm it, assuming animal must have touched something and it sparked a fire. It it just ignored the signs. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I, I feel kind of like sad it. for it. It was creepy looking, though, in the videos. The images, it very much <laughs> looks like an alien incoming. Yeah. Like something's landing. Uh, if you haven't seen what these pictures look like, we'll put them up on our Facebook page. Hey, it's Jesse and Anna. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you enjoyed listening, you can hit the subscribe button. You can listen to us anywhere you get your podcasts. And also, don't forget, we are live in Cincinnati weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern. Stream us at B105.com.